Dr. Amalia Gonyas Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us on the line today is Miss SA 2021, Lalela Mswani, who was also crowned second runner-up for Miss Universe 2021. Firstly, welcome to the show and congratulations. Thank you, Dr. Amelia. Thank you for having me. Um, what an honor. I'm super excited to be here. To start with, please, can you tell us a little bit more about your Miss SA journey? What got you into joining <laughs> and participating in the competition? Entering the South Africa was in pursuit of a childhood dream. I'd always envisaged myself as a Miss South Africa. And I think life got in the way a little bit, you know, with self-esteem issues when you grow up. But when I was in varsity, I just thought this dream hasn't really left my heart. So I need to do something about that. And then I actually had wanted to enter initially in 2020, but COVID then happened. So I thought, oh my word, what's going on? All the uncertainty. I was so scared. I didn't even think we were going to live. <laughs> um, so... 2021 came and we were all still alive. Well, yes, fortunately. And I thought, if not now, then when? Why not indeed? And how would you say that it's changed your life? Oh, wow. I think I actually probably took it for granted just how much my life had changed from the time they said, Miss South Africa 2021 is... My life is just like night and day. It, it's been the most fulfilling, most challenging chapter of my life thus far. I can't omit that part. But I've grown in so many ways. I, I'm not the same person, definitely not the same person in all the positive aspects. There. That's fantastic. And I always think that with something as, as transformative of, as this platform, there's one aspect which you've mentioned is the, the personal growth. But at the same time as you developing as an individual, you also have a tremendous array of responsibilities to your role. Can you shed some light on what some of those are? Well, I think it goes without saying that you're now a brand ambassador and a leader. And with an empowerment platform such as Miss South Africa, you know, you're an agent of change, not only in South Africa, but, you know, the goal is that it is globally that in itself is a very, very huge responsibility, one that I, I'm not daunted by, but I, I don't take for granted at all. On that notion of being a brand ambassador, part of that journey is that you are a role model to young women, possibly even older women, that are emulating you, seeing you. And like you said, it's not just from, I would say, from a South African perspective, but also from a continent-wide point of view. So how do you feel about being a role model? It's an honour. It's, it's humbling. It, it really, really is. But with that said, I think it's also brought in an element of being extra careful with anything that I really do. You know, before I was very carefree. Yes, I'm still myself. I've always been so authentic. But, you know, certain things have consequences. And when so many people are watching you, so many young ladies, you need to always act accordingly. And at times, you know, I'm human. Your emotions want to get the better of you, particularly in trying times, as we've seen. But always having to pick the higher road purely because you're an example to people. 
has been challenging, but so beautiful as well. It's very transformative as we spoke about, um, but in a very beautiful way. And on that notion of role models, can you tell us about a couple of your role models? My mom, without saying, goes without saying. Um, she's my absolute everything. I always say I am tenacity personified because of my mom. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today without her. Definitely, definitely. And another lady whom I look up to very much is Umam Humzile Mlambonga. Oh, need I say more? She's a powerhouse of a woman. When I grow up, definitely want to be like her. You're so right. I, I can't attest to know your mom, but having been exposed to Pumzile Mnabonuka, she is absolutely phenomenal and has so many lessons to give for us all to learn. And, and one of the things that I recall vividly from our conversation with her was how she said she'd put into play the anti-apartheid playbook on being able to get men to participate in the gender equality debate and to make sure that it wasn't just a woman's conversation and woman taking action, but men were coming to the party too. Very important, very imperative. Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro-soul musician, songwriter and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2021, Lalela Mswani, who is also the second runner-up for Miss Universe 2021. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Now, Freshly into your role as, as Miss SA, just two months afterwards, you were off to Global Miss Universe and crowned second runner-up. And, I mean, at this event, there's between 80 to 100 countries that are participating, sending their contestants who compete across a variety of different criteria. How did you feel being in that global arena? It was so surreal, Dr. Amelia, super, super surreal. Literally an opportunity of a lifetime. And when I think about it, I, I sort of had an out-of-body experience. And I'm like, was that me? It, it's the most, I don't know, probably one of the most special moments of my life. It's, it's, it's truly an honor. And I know that in those environments, you are tested across all sorts of, of themes and, and categories. But something which stood out for me was words that you said. And before I say them, as I mentioned earlier now, our call offline, that something I found very poignant from the former Secretary of State in the USA, Madeleine Albright, were the words which she used was, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. And I'll always associate her with, with that sentence. And in the same manner, similarly, the words that you used, and I'll just um, repeat the quote for, for our listeners, is that you urged young women to choose courage over comfort at every opportunity that they get. So in turn, those are going to be the words that I associate with you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Please, can you unpack that statement for us? Well, Dr. Amelia, I've always believed that anything worthwhile, you know, needs a bit of courage to tackle. Um, that's anything that I've had to do in life, you know. 
um, everything has been, anything worthwhile for me hasn't been the easiest. It's been difficult, but extremely rewarding. I do implore young women, everyone actually, to pick courage over comfort, um, to stand for something, even if it means standing with very few people, standing alone, doing things that resonate with you. I think we lack that in society, but I mean, in order to do that, you need to pick courage and, you know, not be comfortable. Those two things don't go hand in hand, unfortunately. You're absolutely right. Those elements which test you to the limits are possibly the, the areas that stretch you and, and force you to grow. Yeah. Being on this platform, you were with the most intelligent woman in the world representing their respective countries. Being a young woman, can you tell us what were some of the pressing issues that were under discussion from a, a global context, from a gender context? Definitely environmental issues, climate change to be specific. Miss um, Universe is here focused on sustainability in fashion, you know, and that sort of just initiated the conversations about environmental um, issues and climate change. And a quote that really resonates with me um, throughout all these discussions was we don't inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And it's indeed so, so true um, because as the current occupiers of the earth, we have the onus of taking care of it, not only for ourselves, but for generations to come. Very cliche, but it's also just in the little acts that we do daily. Imagine we all, you know, did all these little acts daily. Little by little, a little becomes a lot, you know, things like driving your car less. I, tried implementing that it's working I also feel I'm um, a lot less um, stressed which is I'm not complaining but yeah environmental issues were definitely highlighted at Miss Universe. Apart from the issue being highlighted I imagine there must have been a fair amount of discussion on people trying to solution for things what would you say yes. have been some of the key areas that perhaps we could implement uh, individually like you talking about driving your car less yeah, well, in um, the aspect and uh, space of pageantry, for instance, we all know that fashion is a big thing and we all have to wear our glam most glamorous outfits and nobody wants to be seen in the same clothing twice. So we really focused on reducing fast fashion. And actually, a fun fact is my wardrobe, my Miss Universe wardrobe, comprised of um, outfits that have been worn by my predecessors from all these previous years. You know, so that was quite interesting to see how I would, you know, wear certain things, interpret their outfits. And the, at the same time, while being impactful and being conscious of the stuff that I was wearing. So it's, it's truly little things like that, Dr. Emilia. I love the repurposing aspect. Staying on this theme of your Miss Universe experience, you had the opportunity to interact with young women from across the world. Gender equality is unfortunately a worldwide reality. And in relation yes. to this year's theme for International Women's Day, gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow. In part of the way that they'd unpacked this theme, they recognized the contribution of women and girls around the world who are leading the change for climate change adaptation mitigation and response in order to build a more sustainable future for everyone. 
How do you think we can reduce gender equality to build a more sustainable future? And, and I know it's a bit like saying, here's a crystal ball, but just share some of the <laughs> It's deep-rooted um, ideas, Doc, like uh, gender stereotypes and gender roles that I think we're struggling with. Um, just reversing those ideas, which I know seems, I'm just saying this and it all sounds, you know, very easy, but these are very complex issues. But I don't, I do really think they are the root cause of so many of these gender inequalities that we see, such as the gender pay gap, you know, that's still so existent. You know, women are being paid much less by virtue of being women. And that's super, super unfortunate. And it's funny because of Miss Universe, so many of the ladies shared stories of because I, I am a woman, they said I couldn't. Dot, dot, dot. You know, so many things purely because you're a woman. And there they were, living, living testimonies of just how powerful we are, the strength we possess, the ability, the capability that we possess. So definitely um, gender stereotypes and roles. Hi, this is Lira, South African Afro soul singer and songwriter. You're listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amelia Malka on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, and democracy. Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2021, Lalela Mswani, who is also the second runner-up for Miss Universe 2021. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. One of the things that I wanted to ask you is how you plan to use the Miss SA platform and the types of projects that you hope to roll out. So I know there are various social ills in South Africa. Um, I'm, a, I'm very aware of that. But when I entered South Africa, when I embarked on this journey, I made unemployment um, the cause of my choice, purely because the youth is just primarily affected by it. And up until I was employed by Miss South Africa, I knew how that felt, you know, um, being qualified, yet the opportunities are so far in few and petite. So I then focused on um, a campaign called Hashtag Be Ready, which focuses on um, imparting entrepreneurial skills to the youth um, in an aim to sort of empower them so that they can create their own economic um, and employment opportunities. And so with the assistance of the South Africa organization, uh, will be campaign will be underway, I think, in the, in the next couple of weeks, very, very soon. So I'm super, super excited to see that, you know, becoming a practical thing. Could you just repeat the name of your campaign? It broke up slightly. Oh, I apologize. Hashtag be ready. Hashtag be ready. Yes. When you were talking about unemployment, it is such a tremendous challenge in our country. If I recall from towards the end of last year when when Stats SA released their official figures, so unemployment figures at the time then were recorded as 34.9%. But then when you take up the expanded definition of unemployment, that takes it to 46.6%. Nearly 50% of the South African population is effectively unemployed. Yes. It's shocking. It is. And it's not even, I, I viewed 
unemployment um, from all sorts of aspects. And, you know, it's not even a lack of, for me, um, the skills. A lot of people have been educated. I went to um, varsity with so many people that sit today without any jobs. It's the opportunities that are lacking. So, but I also feel like at a point we need to sort of take our power back and see how we can initiate ways to, you know, change our own lives to be of impact to not only ourselves, but other people around us by creating these employment opportunities. You know, the, the notion of um, holding your own table as opposed to waiting for seats to be allocated to you. And that's a really important mind shift because I think a lot of us have been almost in, ingrained in this thinking of going to school, going to university, earning your qualifications, you're going to have a job at the end of the day. But the reality is that those employment opportunities have not been created and we have to start becoming more self-sufficient and yes. creating jobs. Of course. Um, we can't wait on the state to assist us. We need to take our power back, put matters into our own hands and, you know, try to see what we can do with that. I mean, I still do believe that the state could assist, but you, you can initiate things, um, see where you can go. And that's where I truly want to feel, make people feel empowered um, through my campaign to let them know, to a change in perspective. Because as you just said, I think growing up, the only way we know is you need to go to school, then get to varsity, obtain your qualification, and then you're secured of some sort of financial success, which is not really true anymore. I know it's early days that your campaign is, is still in the process of kicking off, but do you see imparting these entrepreneurial skills through a series of workshops, through um, scaling things up with online courses or programs? If you can share with us some of the, the high-level views. So um, I actually have various parts of my um, campaign. I'm super, super excited. Um, from one where people can obtain funding, like but younger people, like 18, if you've got a bright idea and you're able to pitch it and have people who would be of assistance in whatever field you're in, really pitch to people that matter or would be of impact, you know, within your business field or idea that you're going for. And then another one is what I said would, would be the imparting of the skills. I think a lot of people don't have the entrepreneurial know-how. You may sit with this idea um, and it'd be a great idea, but where do you even begin? How do you go on about everything? So we're just providing a more practical way of, you know, um, showing people how things can be done and achieved entrepreneurially. So you do feel empowered. It's a fantastic initiative, and in the, the stats and the figures that we've just highlighted, it's sorely needed in our country to drive and boost the economy forward. Definitely. Hi, my name is Yvonne Takataka, and I'm UNICEF and Rollback Malaria Goodwill Ambassador. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in the struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights and democracy. A program against social ills such as racism, socio-economic class division and gender-based violence. Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amalia Balka every week on this day at this time.
Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2021, Lalela Mswani, who is also the second runner-up for Miss Universe 2021. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Going back a little bit to yourself, you mentioned that you have your degree and understand you've a Bachelor of Law graduate. And prior to doing your degree at the University of Pretoria, you studied ballet with the Royal Academy of Dance. With your academic achievements, it sets you instead of the long line of, of women who've walked before you, walked this journey, and also have their academic achievements to uh, use this as a sounding board or a platform to, to step up. Can you please share with us your views on education as a, as a tool of empowerment to help women? Oh, that, that's definitely true. I've always said that education for women is truly just so empowering, empowering, <laughs> almost even powerful, empowering, um, purely because it grants women um, the opportunity to participate in the former labor market. You know, um, yes, we, we could argue that there are women already, but we take it for granted that I don't think, like in rural areas, access to education, particularly for women, and that's driven by gender stereotypes and gender roles. And it's super, super unfortunate that we still, in 2022, sit with such issues. But I mean, educate the woman and the whole of society benefits, really. It, it does indeed. And if you think about things, if a woman is educated, her children become more educated. She will look after them more effectively because she's got the tools yeah. and hopefully driving on from an income point of view. Our program is all about gender equality and increasingly, and I'm glad, it has become more and more of a global focus. But part of that element and driving the momentum is building female leadership capacity. It's important for the future of women worldwide. How do you see female leadership? I think female, female leadership is the only leadership and I say this because women have the ability to lead with so much love and um, kindness. I think we're so nurturing. Another big thing that I value in women leadership is our ability to multitask. Um, that for me is very amazing. And the fact that we're very empathetic. Those are all important qualities, which adds to the diversity dimension of things and you know, last yeah. year I was reading an, an article. We, we, one aspect we were talking about, for instance, was women in rural areas not having the education to be equipped to, to go on and advance themselves. But even if we look today, broadly speaking, there's less than 5% of female CEOs in South Africa of listed companies, which, which really is, is shocking. Which areas do you think we need to build on the most to help benefit women in the future? That's a broad question. Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, if I say that I feel like where we struggle and what areas which hinder um, women's progress is definitely certain ideas, such as um, gender stereotypes and gender roles, the belief that purely by virtue of your, your gender, you should be confined to certain positions or certain roles in life. And I think that's truly, I mean, it holds us back from so much. And it's a very deeply rooted notion that has been ex in existence for so many years. 
that I don't know how we should reverse that or what the steps are necessary to reverse that, but I definitely identify that as a cause that um, prevents us from progressing as women. Your, your observation is so, so true. Today we live in a world of, of social media and access and it's almost a, a deluge of being plugged in and we just receive all of this, this information. And part of the, aspect, the beauty of it is that we can be in touch with literally anyone. But yes. social media has had a massive impact on being able to accelerate and getting movements to drive change forward or, or to bring about some type of um, reaction. In your opinion, how do you think events and aspects of social media and movements help in terms of being able to change the narrative of gender equality? I think for very long, for lots of years, women um, often felt silenced. Social media provides a platform for women to really speak out, widely and apologetically so. Um, it's just, it's been beautiful to see people, and I don't like calling women who have gone through certain things victims, more like victors, but really sort of claim their power. And social media also holds people accountable. We're able to name and shame, to gain our power back. And that for me has been so beautiful to witness, you know, and the support that we all give each other on social media. You do get a sense of um, women empowerment and unity. And that's truly been amazing to see. It fascinates me with the scale that you can reach from a geographic point of view, but also the numbers of followers that you can attract and communicate and connect with. Definitely, Doc. I think social media is definitely the future. It really, really is. And it's, I mean, we can all say all these negative things about social media, but I mean, with good comes bad, right? And for me, one of the highlights has just been seeing how you can be supported and not feel alone when you have to go through certain things. Sort of like the movements like Me Too and certain pages on um, social media that I follow that are very sad. But when you find yourself in certain situations and you go and see these pages, you sort of feel empowered to know that there is light. I will be fine. I'm, I'm not alone. The support element of it all is truly comforting. And thanks for sharing your perspective. Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro-soul musician, songwriter, and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2021, Lalela Mswani, who is also the second runner-up for Miss Universe 2021. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. One of the questions that I ask my guests on this program, who've all made tremendous achievements in their respective fields of expertise, is about what they consider to be some of the factors that have contributed to their success. Some people will talk about perseverance, hard work, uh, particular people in their life, but everyone's got their own special recipe, which is unique to themselves. So could you share with us what have been some of your key drivers of success? Definitely tenacity. I always say that's an innate quality that I possess. My tenacity is something that I value so much. My authenticity, I've always been a person that has never shied away 
um, from being myself, no matter how that would have been perceived. And I also clearly believe that in life, in order to succeed in anything, really, you need to be consistent. I am a very consistent person. So with that, I have been working towards what I deem is my little ladder of success. Very nice. And as you were growing up, I'm sure there must have been some pivotal moments which have helped shape and steer you into the direction that you've reached today. Yes, definitely. Um, as I said, I've always been tenacious, but the passing of my dad uh, 12 years ago really just turned my life upside down. But I'm the type of person, like, if I'm finding a situation that's quite unfavorable, I always just am motivated to rise. It's just that little bit of, I don't know, a kick, a punch, where now I really have to make it. I often say, if you want to see me really do well, tell me I can't do well something or put me in situations that seem impossible then you'll truly see me rise so definitely the loss of my dad I, I then saw that I need to work harder than I've ever worked before in my entire life to just secure my future to ensure that I still grow up and my dreams are valid and my dreams are realized they're fulfilled and I am of impact in the world and all the things that I set out to do prior to his passing I still get to achieve and even you know um, more than that. So that, that's really shaped or been a pivotal part of my life. I'm sorry to hear that he passed on, but it's great that he lives within you and can still drive you forwards. Definitely. You mentioned your mom earlier as being a role model and instrumental and in almost behind the, the tenacity aspect of yourself. Please tell us a little bit more about her and, and what's so special. Oh, what's not so special? <laughs> I love that lady. I, I genuinely do. And you know what? The strength of seeing my mom rise above my dad's passing and just how she carried everything with so much grace. You know, that's where I learned compassion, genuine grace and compassion and always just choosing the higher road, being the bigger person from my mom who, her life changed. She lo lost her soulmate, um, the love of her life, and she still carried on with life, championed through, never once complained, not a single time, Doc. Never heard my mom complain once, and she had to now lead this family, and my siblings and I take me through varsity, take my siblings through varsity, single-handedly. She never once complained. I'm still to hear her complain, and to be able to do that, I mean, telling of the woman that she is. It sounds like she's got incredible strength. She does. And lastly, as we close out today's conversation, please, can you use this platform to share a few words of inspiration or motivation to young girls uh, that are listening to us on the continent? I've often said um, I pick a word for the year. That's like sort of my theme for, for my year going forward. And last year, I made my word relentless. And this year, it remains relentless, purely because I've just seen how my reign demands me to be relentless. So in closing, I'd like to just implore um, young girls all over the continent to be relentless in pursuit of everything that they desire and to always know that they can absolutely go for and achieve anything they want. And since the beginning of time, we've had everything within us to achieve anything we wanted. 
it was the world that convinced us that we did not. Fantastic statement. It's been great chatting to you. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Doc. You have been listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to Miss SA 2021, Lalela Mswane, who is also the second runner-up for Miss Universe 2021.